Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Focus. This is your host, DJ Act One, coming to you live from my studio. And I would like to thank you all for tuning in, for checking this out in archive, and for sharing my show with all your friends, family, and your enemies. That's important. I would like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. And on this morning's show, I am going to be talking about my life. And I'm going to be talking about why we should be spending time in God's presence. This just isn't, you know, like this little, oh, we need to do this now and then we don't have to do it again. This is a big deal. It's a whopping, massive, gigantic big deal. And people don't understand, as Christians, we're supposed to do this and it needs to happen. Why, you ask? Well, there are many reasons, and I actually have some biblical proof of some reasons and some things here. But it's going to start out, and it all has to do with my life and my reasons and ways I was brought into knowing you know, who about a relationship with Christ more than just Bible stories and little piddly Bible stories that taught little lessons but didn't actually teach me anything about like who God was or how to worship or how to pray or how to have a relationship. We were just mainly taught little stories or like little lessons or reasons to be good or reasons to uh, read our Bible or things from the Bible, but we weren't really taught anything about a real relationship. So like for most of my time when I went to youth group, like I was in the eight, like when I was in the eighth grade, I left the youth group I was at and I went to a new youth group because I had a friend that just kept, you know, you should come, you should come, you should come. So eventually I went, and I went to their youth group, and it was pretty cool. But when I got there, this, you know, they had all this music playing, and you you walk in, it's a completely different atmosphere. Total Christian rock music, all the fun music. It was like everybody was nice and friendly, and you hung out. And then, eventually, you know, after hanging out for a while, depending on when you got there, you were able to go and listen to, you know, listen to all the music and stuff, and then we started worship. And I'm going to be mainly talking about how to use worship and prayer to get into God's presence this morning. So, here we go. So, we had worship, and this was five or six songs, and, you know, this time we kind of stand in front of our chairs and... Uh, we all looked at the monitor, and we had PowerPoint presentations with all the songs and all the words, and we'd do five or six songs, and that was cool, and that was worship, and then we had a sermon. And people were raising their hands, people were worshiping, people were, you know, kind of doing whatever they wanted um, as far as worshiping God, and there wasn't any, you know, it was real worship. And at the time, I, you know, I was learning, and it was cool, it was great, and it was our time to be with God. It wasn't like, oh, well, we're going to rush through this and then we're going to, you know, maybe do one song and then we're going to have a lesson, a Bible study lesson, and then we're going to go back and, you know, whatever. No, this was our cool. So it opened me up to a whole great gigantic world of worship and praise. Like I had no idea, like, the the ramifications that this would have on me. Because I'd always listen to Christian music, but, you know, like not necessarily had a specific worship time. And I didn't have, like, this whole like, world I could go into where I was like, whoa, dude, prayer, praise, 
you know, I just kind of sang songs and had fun, and it was great. And that's what a lot of Christians do. They just sing a song here, sing a song there, and then they're like, okay, I'm a Christian, or they read their Bible, oh, I'm a Christian. But, dude, I, you know, this morning I'm kind of just letting you know, like, God's presence, how to get into it, what is it? Because here's the thing, a lot of people want to make it so, so, oh, that's just so complicated. I don't even know what it means to be in God's presence. How could I do that? You know what that means, being in God's presence? That just means spending time with God. How do you spend time with God? Through worship and prayer. Those are two ways to spend time with God, and they're probably some some of the best ways because, you know, there's a lot of other ways that I'll get into where you can actually do similar things because... As Christians, we're supposed to spend time with God. That's why they say God's presence. But as I began to spend, you know, time with with God and in His presence, I began to desire it more and more and more. And and a lot of people will look at it and say, "Oh, I just I can't. How do I pray for five? How do I pray for ten? How do I pray for five? Because I used to be when I was like ninth grade, eighth grade. I was like, how in the world could you know you spend twenty minutes praying, fifteen minutes praying? But now I can spend, like, hours praying, and it's fun, and it's great, and it's time with God. Because, I mean, you don't go to your friends and say, hey, I don't really feel like talking to you for 10 minutes or 5 minutes or 15 minutes. How could I do that? It's just crazy. Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing. You know, God is your friend. God is everything. So why are you not spending more time with him? Like, when I went into this youth group, though, after a while, we started a worship team. And that's quite awesome, actually. And I will talk about that here in a second. But first, we're going to look at Exodus 3.2. And we're going to, like, pretty much... We're going to go through Exodus 3.2. There's going to be 12 verses. So let's get going. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock... To the backside of the desert, and he came to a mountain of God, even Horeb, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire, and out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am, or here am I. And he said, Draw nigh, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where on thou stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, and the God of, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And... <clears throat> And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid of looking upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard the cry, their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Verse 8. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of the land unto a good land. Unto a good land. And a large, and unto land flowing with milk and honey, into the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, 
and the Hivitites, and the and the Jebusites. So many crazy things, y'all. So many crazy things. Now, therefore, behold the cry of the children of Israel, and come unto me. And I have also seen the the oppression where wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Now, come there, come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayst bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go into Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly, I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee, and thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. Ye shall serve God upon the mountain. Now Moses went into God's presence and came out after taking time to listen and to respond and he was given a task to go to Pharaoh and tell him to set the Egyptians free. Now, Moses could have done a lot of things, but he first off chose to listen. God spoke. He chose to listen. After he listened, he then responded and listened again. And we all know, Moses goes and tells Pharaoh, you know, to set my to set my people free. And he does it, and they are set free. But what if Moses hadn't? What if Moses had ran from the burning bush? Maybe, just maybe, those people would be still trapped in Egypt, and they would still be slaves, and no one would have ever set them free. And the generations upon generations could have been trapped in slavery. So listening, taking time to spend time in God's presence is very important. Moses was in God's presence. He went from not being into it to being into it. And he didn't just poof in there and, oh my gosh, I'm in God's presence and now I'm going to leave. He stayed. Just think about that. So when I was uh, about the end of my ninth grade year at Grace Tabernacle, which is the church I went to, the youth group I moved to, it was such a different church from the the one I started at. We started a praise team, and I'm a drummer. And they had another drummer. And I started out playing on Sunday nights, which was like the not as important night as the the other night. So I was still kind of like, you know, I was a lot. I played. We we had you know we had practice and all that rehearsal and practice and everything. And I was the drummer, and it was awesome. It was more worship time. But we had this whole thing where, like, you know, we wouldn't listen to all this contemporary Christian music. Like maybe it would play during our service. Maybe it would be there during our our actual time of like hanging out and stuff before. But, you know, most of the time though, once we started hanging out and doing things beforehand, we just had this time of like prayer. And it wasn't like skillet or switchfoot. Like we used to have all that cool music, but then once we started a worship team, There'd be a little, there'd be some of that, but then we would move into like worship. We would have like just prayer where we turn the lights out and we just find a spot in the room and pray. And I think that really strengthened our relationship with Christ and drew Christ and drew us closer. Because all you want to be is close to God. You don't want to like keep straying. You got to keep in God's presence because if you don't, it's not really a relationship. It's just kind of like an acquaintanceship, and it goes nowhere, and it's not good. So, you know, that was, you know, 
we could come and go as we pleased. We could do whatever we wanted, but it was quiet and dark, and it gave us, a, you know, a real chance to catch on to God and to pray before before that happened. See, think of getting into God's, I think getting into God's presence is just another way of saying spending time with God. That's very important because we all need to spend more time with God, and that was what we did, man. We just spent more time with God. But then once we had that prayer time and we came together, we had microphone, a microphone, and we could, you know, pray, grab the microphone and say a prayer and that kind of thing, which is pretty cool. Like Moses went to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments. But if he hadn't met with God, we wouldn't have got the Ten Commandments. And maybe we wouldn't have got them at all. We didn't get them. We wouldn't have got them at that time. And maybe not at all. It just really shows you the importance of getting into God's presence and spending time there. I mean, it's such a different way to look at it. Like, wow, really? I spent that much time in God's presence? And like, wow. I mean, it's it's a big deal. But it's also the simple, one of the easiest things you can do. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not going to say, oh, well, you just spoke about the Old Testament and that, you know, that's kind of the Old Testament and that doesn't matter anymore. The Old Testament is very important, but I've got I've got a couple verses here from the New Testament that show that even Jesus Christ himself went to spend time in God's presence. Luke 5:16 says, "And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed." So think about that. Jesus himself went away to the wilderness. Like uh, today we would say, yo, my dog went camping, G. Went out to the woods and camped alone and prayed. You know, we'd say something like that. But, you know, he didn't just, you know, he didn't just rush his prayers to God, but he spent like hours and hours praying. It was something that was like, a big deal. I mean, praying is huge, right? It's important. It's, you know, it's it's great. And Matthew 14:23 says, "And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone." So, he went up to this mountain to pray. And it doesn't say this, but you can assume that it was daylight. And he prayed for many hours because when he came, because when he was, you know, when the evening came, he was there alone. So there were other people on the mountain, but as he prayed and prayed and prayed, people left, and darkness. The evening came, and he was there alone. And I think that's really important that it emphasizes, dude, don't just rush a prayer. Like, imagine two people walking up to each other, and one person going. And it was um, and someone going, oh, not much, man, and they walk off. Like what? What was said? But you get somebody walks up, walks past somebody else, and says, "Yo, what up, G?" And the other person's like, "Hey, how are you doing today?" I was, you know, I saw you walking this way, and I just wanted to come and say hi and let you know how you're doing. And the other guy responds with, "Well, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Um, I could use some prayer, but other than that, I'm great." Oh, well, what do you need a prayer for? Maybe I can pray for you. And the conversation can go on. But it's not a rushed prayer. Now, God hears all prayers. 
But would you rather have the first conversation where everything's mumbled and rushed and then people walk on and forget? Or would you rather have the conversation of the second people where one person talks and the other one listens and then responds and the other one listens and it goes back and forth as they respond and listen to each other? That is quite amazing. But I was on that work. Okay, so that was, you know, that's quite amazing. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have the first conversation or the second conversation? I would much rather have the second conversation myself. And as time went on, I was on that worship team, you know, until I was a senior in high school. And every Wednesday night, time of prayer, man. Like I said, we had prayer and everything. Even on Sunday nights, we'd go into our youth pastor's office, and we would have a time of worship and prayer before having worship. And then we would have worship, and then we would, sometimes it would just spiral into like, a whole entire Sunday night of nothing but worship. And even like our practices sometimes were like times of worship. Like worship and prayer and spending time with God is like super important. So I left that youth group after that. I was like, eh, whatever. And things changed and it wasn't right for me to be there anymore. Mainly because of the jerks that went there. I'm not going to get into that, but that's what it amounted to. So I left. And I went to another youth group. And this youth group, same stuff. Like, I would, I was a fill-in drummer every once in a great while. Not too often, but I would uh, practice warm-up the, the whatever for the, the people so that when the actual drummer got there, if he was running late or whatever, then they would all be ready and whatnot. But I, I was the backup drummer. And what did we do? Half hour or so before, we had prayer. Just everybody walking around, praying, um just music on and, you know, and that was it. And then we would go straight into actual worship time for four or five songs, just like just like the other youth group, which is awesome. But everything boils down to getting into God's presence and having a way to spend time with God. I, I can't stress that enough. You have to do it. All you have to do is ask God to be with you, to come into your place of worship, to come be with you when you're praying. Say, look, I know because I'm a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives with me, but I ask you to come, Father God, bring yourself to me that I may uh, spend time in your presence, that I may call upon you, that we may uh, have conversation and, and, and learn more about, and that I may learn more about you and things like that. Because God already knows about you. He knows everything, so it's pretty cool. But it's also kind of along those lines of, oh, hey, yo, I want to spend time with my friend. And you do the same thing all the time, but then all of a sudden one day your friend doesn't show and you're like, hey, you could have let me known that you wanted me to come to this other place or whatever, you know, and, and it, it just goes that way. But God hears all prayer, and it's always nice just to want to be invited to go do something, right? Like you want your friends to invite you and not just expect that you're going to be there. So... After I left that youth group, because I went away to college, I went away to Taylor University in Fort Wayne, Indiana, for three different semesters, and math caused me to crash out of that. But I was on three praise teams, and two as a drummer, and one as a percussionist. And there were three days a week that we went to chapel. And I played a handful of times. A couple of times I played percussion or so, and I was a drummer a couple of times. I've learned a lot of people are jerks, even on worship teams. Yeah, I learned that. But 
As it turns out, though, each time we went to this chapel, and each time, which was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we had worship. Three, four, three, four, five, three, four songs, and then and then we had like a like a like a sermon or like a speaker. Every time, you know, but we spent time in worship, and so worship, 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 worship. And you know, you could probably say, well, that's you know, that's what you did, and that's what you're going through, and that's what you, you know, how do how does that relate to me? Just think about all the like crazy stressful stuff that you're dealing with right now. Think about all the things that you wish could be changed, but, you know, maybe you can't really see that happening because whatever, you know. Oh, well, this is just so terrible or whatever. Maybe you just need to spend more time in God's presence. Because I notice that if I don't, I don't feel right and things don't go right and it's a mess sometimes. But the more time I spend with God and the more time I spend in prayer and the more time I spend worshiping, things seem to be, you know, maybe things aren't perfect, but they're so much more focused on Christ and not me and things that go bad do happen, but God gets me through them. Christ gets me through them. And you have to desire to have a relationship with Christ enough to want to spend time in his presence and cry out to him and raise your hands and let him into your heart and to know your every thought. Because, you know, recently I had been thinking about people in other countries. You know, these people, they die, like, all the time because they want to scream and shout the name of Jesus and they want to praise their Lord and Savior. But they got to be a little quiet. But in America, if we say amen, it's like we think we're going to die because we want to, you know, these people in other countries have to be quiet as a mouse. But yet we can scream and shout and be as loud as we want, and yet we're more quiet than a mouse. Or somebody may somebody may utter an amen, or somebody may take it to the complete crazy opposite and be complete nut jobs and do all the, like, hooping and hollering that. Is nothing more than just screaming and, like, making, you know, stuff that makes no sense. So, you know, we need to be able to cry out to Jesus. We need to be able to say amen. We need to be able to agree with things. We need to be able to worship and scream and holler with some order. Because you just can't go, like, that would be stupid. But, you know, if you're by yourself and that's how you worship Christ, well, hey, you know, that's good. If that's what you do, that is amazing. But one of the things that always bugged me about going to Taylor University was we would have our worship time, but before we started our worship time, one of the people would come up. It was usually before or after, depending on how chapel went that day. But we would have our worship time, and the the guy would come up, and he would, the like guy that like was the, I don't know what you call him really, but he's like the... For lack of a better term, I'll call him an MC. He would come up and he would say, okay, this happened with our sports team or our Indiana team is doing this. Our our college volleyball team did this. And everybody erupts and does like cheers and claps and hollers. And it's pretty loud. And then people start to worship and it's dead silent and you hear absolutely nothing. And... When people preach, you hear no amens, you hear nothing, and 
every now and then you hear some people you you'd hear people singing maybe a lot of times people wouldn't even really like worship or do anything along those lines. I always tried to, and I always try to, but why is it that people just even this is a Christian college that is that had the focus of leading people into ministry such as youth pastors and church pastors and yet with all the choices there were this is a Christian college that had like worship and God led events and things where groups to get together to talk about the Bible and God and do all this stuff and yet most of the time they sit quiet when anything was mentioned about God and that bugged me so bad that I talk about it all the time but one thing that's really cool is I've always heard stories for years and upon, like there's been years upon years since I started going to this one youth group, where these people, some of the most amazing things, these people, that there was a story of a man, he would ride on the back of a, he would ride in a train, like he would literally just ride in a train, and as he rode in this train, and he would uh, travel. People would be slain in the spirit just by like writing or just by him writing by the town. That's how close to God he was. That's how much time he spent in God's presence. That's how much of an impact God had upon this man's life. Now, we should be doing something like that, should we not? I think we should because that's such a powerful thing that um, that happens. You know, like there was a woman that um, sang on a cruise ship, and as she began to like she hit like she began the first note at the very first thing and uh the very first beginning of the song and next thing you know everybody on that whole entire ship on that cruise ship it was like a river cruise ship i think everybody on that cruise ship was slain in the spirit so if we could be that close to god imagine what would happen and i have a challenge it's challenge day okay we have a challenge and here it goes. I challenge anyone who reads this, or hears this, sorry, uh, there's nothing to read. Anyone that listens to this show, and I challenge you to share this episode with everybody. Share, 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 share. Share it on your Facebooks, every social media outlet. Share it. But I challenge you, for the next week, whenever you see this, you are to share this episode, but you are to take and spend time daily in the presence of God because people need to spend more time praying. I challenge you to get to make yourself a prayer closet. I challenge you just like in the movie that's all about prayer, war room. I challenge you to create a war room and spend at least one I'd say at least 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day for like three days a week in your war room praying for stuff, praying for people, praying for your situation, for your life, just talking to God, whatever it takes. I challenge you, I decree a challenge that you definitely spend time for the, you know, 15 minutes a day for three days the next week. And I want people to find me on Twitter and like let me know what's up. Like, um, 
I'm DJ underscore AKT1 on Twitter. Find me and let me know how your prayer sessions are going. Let me know how your war room time is going. Because without that, we're just merely saying that we're Christians because we're not having a strong relationship with Christ. We're just reading a Bible or singing a song and then, you know, saying that we are or whatever. Like, I pray all the time. I pray my big my big time of, like, prayer and worship is when I'm getting a shower because... It's per, you know, it's it's personal. It's alone time. I'm alone. There's no issues, and nobody can bother me because I'm getting a shower. Whew, that was a long show. So I'd like to thank you all for listening to the show. Remember, keep your focus present in God's presence, because when you get into God's presence, Moses went into God's presence, was given a big decree, and if he hadn't done it. There could still be generations upon generations of slavery. Jesus himself, well, Moses was one of the one one really important person because he even went and gave us our Ten Commandments. If he hadn't went to you know up to Mount Sinai and got the Ten Commandments, went up to the mountain, got the Ten Commandments, we may not have them. But he went into God's presence. There's people, I believe Jacob or somebody, uh, actually wrestled with God. And that's more in God's presence. And Jesus went and prayed. So, you know, Jesus went and spent time in prayer. He prayed in the garden, asked God if there's any other way to take it from him so that he would not have to be crucified on the cross. And he did it anyways because he knew we had to. It's very important to spend time in God's presence. I just want you to go do that now. I'm constantly praying. You should constantly be praying. But um, as always, remember, no matter what happens, keep your focus on Christ. He will never steer you wrong.